Hi, I'm Leslie Ludi, host of the Set Apart Podcast, biblical encouragement for women of all ages. Today, I want to look at part one of honorable honesty. How do we be honest and be real God's way? Before we dive in, I wanted to remind you that we still have a few spots left in our fall five-week training program at Ellerslie here in Colorado. If you are eager to take a set-apart season to simply focus on Jesus Christ and go deeper in truth and enjoy fellowship with like-minded believers from all around the world, I would encourage you to go to ellerslie.com and look into the five-week program, which starts in September. We would love to see you this fall and invest into your spiritual life. That's ellerslie.com, E-L-L-E-R-S-L-I-E.com. Let's dive into honorable honesty. One of the most beautiful stories that I have heard about true godly honesty was from Corey Ten Boom in her book, Tramp for the Lord. She was getting ready to speak in this beautiful Cuban church on one of her speaking tours, and the church service was filled with these well-dressed, respectable Christians, and they really thought highly of her. In fact, while she waited to be welcomed up onto the platform to begin her message, she started to look at the church bulletin that had been handed out to everyone as they came in. And she saw this paragraph about her that said this, Corey Ten Boom is the most popular world evangelist. She is tireless and completely selfless in her absolute devotion to the cause of the gospel. And when she read those words, she felt ashamed because she knew that they really weren't true words. Just the previous evening, she had fought this incredible battle with selfishness. She'd been speaking at a different event, and the service had gone long and been tedious, and she was a lot more concerned with getting home to bed than the fact that God God was really working in people's lives, and there were opportunities for his kingdom and his gospel right in front of her. So she had gone through this battle of recognizing her selfishness, and now here they were the next morning just singing her praises and saying how tireless and entirely selfish she was. And she prayed this prayer, Lord, if only these people knew who the real Corey Ten Boom was, they wouldn't have invited me to come speak today. And then she felt God speak to her heart, tell them, tell them who the real Corey Ten Boom was is. And she was very hesitant to do that. She thought, well, they're going to reject me if I'm honest with them about the fact that I struggle with selfishness. But God spoke to her heart, can I bless a lie? So she got up on the stage and she said, sometimes I get a headache from the heat of the halo that people put around my head. Would you like to know what the real Corey Ten Boom is like? And then she told them all about her struggle with selfishness from the night before And then she said, that was Corey Ten Boom, such selfishness and egotism, but the joy is that Corey Ten Boom knew what to do with her sin. When I confessed them to Jesus Christ, he washed them in his blood. Corey Ten Boom is lazy, selfish, and filled with ego, but Jesus in Corey Ten Boom is just the opposite of these things. And when she spoke honestly, but also combined her honesty with this incredible testimony of God's power and faithfulness, it had such a tremendous impact upon those that heard her. She said later, instead of this beautiful church with prominent members and a popular world evangelist, we were all sinners who knew that Jesus died to lift us up out of the vicious circle of ego and selfishness into the light of his love. God had blessed the truth. I love that story because it is such a beautiful example of the eternal impact that God honoring 
honesty can have. Here was someone who was being very real and open with her struggle with sin, but she wasn't leaving it in this place of, hey, I'm just going to be raw and real with you. I'm a mess. She said, this is how God walked me through that struggle, and this is the triumph that I have in Jesus Christ. So she was honest with her listeners about her sin, and they could probably very much identify to her struggle with selfishness, as all of us can. But she was also honest about the triumph and the power of God in her to overcome that sin, to cleanse her from unrighteousness and to put her feet on the right path. And so that to me is such a beautiful, beautiful balance of being real, being honest, and yet also blending it with this incredible truth and power and reality of what Jesus Christ can do. One thing that I have noticed over the past decade or so in Christianity is that there's really two different kinds of honesty that we can emphasize in the church. There has been a renewed focus on being raw and real and honest as modern believers, but I've noticed that in a lot of cases, it's not the same kind of God-honoring honesty that is in the story I just told about Corey Ten Boom that, that she so beautifully portrayed. Being raw and real is often promoted as a spiritual virtue nowadays, but often it promotes a kind of realness that is different from the truth-filled, God-honoring honesty that we see in Scripture. So for example, I knew a Christian woman a number of years ago who became hurt and offended by another woman in her church. She began to express her honest feelings on her social media page. All of her posts about this situation began with statements like, can I just be real for a minute? Or I'm just going to be totally honest with you. And then she would proceed to publicly bash the person who had offended her while also making these broad sweeping gripes against certain kinds of Christians. And what was amazing to me is that nearly all of the feedback that she received from these kinds of posts was positive. Her fellow churchgoers, her fellow Christians responded to these rants with encouragement. They posted comments like, your honesty is so refreshing, or I'm glad someone is finally being real about this. And that led to second party offenses and third party offenses until finally there was a splintering of Christian families who had previously been close and trusting friends. That is such a vast difference between the kind of honesty that Corey Ten Boom demonstrated in the Sunday morning service. One led to focusing on the power of God and unity in the body of Christ. The other led to focusing on human emotion and the shattering of Christian relationships. And that is because there are really two different ways that we as Christians can choose to be real with each other. One is healthy and God-honoring, and one is fleshly and damaging. Social media really isn't the only place where being raw and real is doing damage among Christians. In a lot of one-on-one relationships and at Christian gatherings, there's this counterfeit version of honesty that is often promoted, and it often results in doubt towards God and discord among the body of Christ. So in this episode and in the episode following, I would like to explore how we as Christian women can avoid counterfeit honesty, but also still walk in the light as he is in the light, as it says in 1 John 1, 17, and speaking the truth in love as the Bible commands us to, as it says in Ephesians 4, 15. So in this episode, I'd like to look at one of the first three critical contrast between counterfeit honesty and biblical honesty. And the first one is the difference between venting versus discretion. 
So venting is when we let our feelings fly and we get them out in the open for everyone to hear. And as Christian women, we are often encouraged to be real and honest by freely expressing our private feelings and emotions, whether it's to our girlfriends, in Christian gatherings, or on social media. And this is especially true when it comes to venting our frustrations. I've often heard the statement, Christian women need the freedom to be more authentic in their relationships with each other. And it sounds really good, but usually under the surface, what that statement means is Christian women should have the freedom to express whatever they are feeling, even if it is fleshly or self-focused or dishonoring to others. Some women even feel the pressure to share their private feelings and struggles publicly because it's implied that they are somehow putting on a false front if they don't. But the idea that unguardedly expressing our feelings and frustrations equals true authenticity is actually not in line with God's word or his nature. So counterfeit honesty says, freely share your feelings with anyone and everyone. If you don't, you are not truly being authentic. So a lot of times Christian women who are more guarded with what they share, or if they choose to use social media more as a place for encouragement or speaking about the triumph and victory found in Jesus, a lot of times criticism will come their way. Sort of like, you know, you're not being honest about the fact that you're a mess. You need to talk about your struggles more, et cetera. And I've even had people say that to me. But biblical honesty is different than this kind of counterfeit honesty. Biblical honesty says a fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. Now, there is a time and a place to share things with other people. But we always need to balance our honesty with the godly virtue of discretion. And that's almost a lost concept in today's world. But according to scripture, discretion is a foundational key to godly womanhood. Proverbs tells us, as a ring of gold in a swine's snout, so is a lovely woman who lacks discretion. That's a fairly graphic picture there of the lack of loveliness that happens when we allow discretion to be tossed to the wind. And Titus 2, 4, and 5 exhorts young women to be discreet. Now, discreet in this verse means to be sane, of sound mind, self-controlled, and temperate. In other words, it is the opposite of venting our feelings without restraint. Mary, the mother of Jesus, demonstrated this quality when it says that she kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. That's in Luke 2, 19. Now, as I've said in other episodes, if anyone had a good reason to freely vent and express her feelings and maybe her fears and struggles and frustrations or share the amazing personal experiences that she's walked through with other people, it would have been Mary. She had walked through all sorts of challenges and very incredible things. But instead of venting those things, she remained discreet and guarded. She chose not to share them with others. And in God's eyes, that was a virtue and not a flaw. So if you choose to express your feelings to others, especially feelings of hurt or anger or concern, I would encourage you not to let your emotions lead the way. As that quote that I often say from Elizabeth Elliot is so, such a great reminder, obedience to God is always possible. It is a deadly error to fall into the notion that when feelings are ex- extremely strong, we can do nothing but act on them. And the same is true if we were to say that when feelings are extremely strong, we can do nothing but vent them. There is godly self-control of holding back and being guarded and choosing the right place and the right time to share things rather than just letting our our thoughts and our feelings fly whenever we feel like it. 
Now, again, it's not always wrong to share personal struggles or frustrations or concerns, but I would encourage you to be sure that your openness is measured and balanced with a healthy dose of godly discretion. Remember that in some cases, it's better to remain silent than to express your feelings, especially if your feelings are not in line with the unchanging truth of God's word. So I would encourage you to remain yielded to the leading of God and allow him to direct you in what you share, when you share, and with whom you share. And keep in mind that God will probably not lead you to share those kinds of things on social media. So much damage can be done when we post them out there for everybody to see. We can cultivate the virtue of godly discretion by being guarded rather than careless with what we share with others. Proverbs 2.11 reminds us discretion will preserve you. In other words, we can avoid tremendous heartache in this life just by learning how to be discreet, how to hold back, how to be guarded. Now, for situations involving abuse or danger to yourself or another person, I would definitely say silence is never going to be the right choice. I would encourage you to find someone who can help you and speak up about what is going on. But in other cases, everyday frustrations or offenses or hurts, that we so want to take and share with other people. We so want to post those things on social media and do it under the banner of being raw and real. Take those things first and foremost to the feet of Jesus. Pour out your heart before him, cast your cares upon him, allow him to be the one first and foremost to speak to your heart about what to do. And then if he leads you to take your concerns, your struggles, your frustrations to another person to gain godly perspective, make sure you are doing so not in the heat of emotion, And you are balancing what you share with that lost concept of godly discretion. And I would encourage you to study what it means to be discreet according to the Bible and look at the way that we can start to walk in biblical honesty, being very open, but also being balanced with godly discretion. In our next episode, we are going to go through two more ways that we can cultivate godly honesty versus counterfeit honesty in our daily lives. For this week, I would like to encourage you to really explore that lost concept of godly discretion. And remember, if it's ever a choice between venting or being guarded, a fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. Godly honesty is a beautiful thing to behold. It is edifying to the body of Christ. Let's make sure we're choosing biblical honesty and not counterfeit honesty. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like to go deeper into what it means to truly build a Christ-centered life, please see the many resources that we have for you at setapartgirl.com. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.